This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9. Good evening, it's City Talk 105.9. In Touch with myself, Lauren Moss. And tonight we're continuing our 2014 season previews. We've already done St. Helens and Witness Vikings. And now we're turning our attention to the Wigan Warriors. So between now and seven tonight, we'll hear from coach Sean Wayne, Daryl Goulding, Tony Club, Matty Bowen and many more. Plus, we'll also catch up with Paul Prescott. He's having a special testimonial match this Sunday when Wigan travel up to Workington. Aside from Wigan Warriors, though, tonight, we'll also have an exclusive interview with Saints chairman Eamon McManus and get his views on the Super League restructuring. So let's get straight into it tonight. Warriors are back from their training camp in Florida. They've already played a preseason friendly against Lee. That ended 36-28. And youngster Joe Burgess gave a strong signal of intent to fill Pat Richards' spot on the wing as he came up with a four-try haul. Well, last season, Wigan managed an incredible cup double, winning both the Challenge Cup at Wembley and the Super League trophy at Old Trafford in the grand final. So how can they do even better than that? this season. Now, Steve Manning asked that very question to coach Sean Wayne. I mean, other field won the league leaders and we lost seven of our last nine games, so I just want to make sure that we get better and more consistent in our performances. So the worst things to fix, you know, and, you know, and that's my job as, as a head coach, to find them areas and fix them. And that's what we've done. You know, we've, we've, uh, we've worked really hard. The players have been fantastic and, you know, we're going we're to see the benefits of that this year. And you brought uh, some new signings in, some experience and some uh, youthful players in. So you're looking, as it were, the full potential, not just about this season as well. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. unless a, a real special player comes becomes available, like Matty, then I would prefer to, to go for a youngster and, and develop. And, uh, and obviously, Tony Club, Dan Serge and John Bateman all fit that mark. But when a player comes up like Matty, well, needs some, that's something special, you know. And, and I'm, I was really keen to get him on board because he has that X factor. And he, he has killed it in the NRL for the last few years, so I'm, I'm really excited we've got him, and uh, and he's going to be a great a great asset and excited for the rest of the Super League. Obviously, last weekend you put a side out against um, Leeds Centurions and came with the result again, perhaps like the, the the more youthful end. But now you've got the uh, scholars. I'm guessing the academy will do that. But then you've got Workington, and uh, I think the weather is going to be a little bit of a culture shock for some of the players. Yeah, when you, when you look at Matt Bourne, he's used to 40 odd degrees. You know, he's going to be a shot for him. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, he's, they'll, they'll go up there and, and my, my team will I'll, I'll have a real dig. We're in London on, on Friday against the Scholars and then up to Workington on Sunday. So we're travelling quite a bit. But the players, won't, won't, you know, they, they have that much away any time, any place, anywhere. It doesn't matter about the weather, where we're playing, who we're playing. I just want a good attitude and that's what they've been doing so far. And then you've got a bit of a derby. I mean, I know it's for James Roby, fair play to you for playing them. But does it worry at the back of mind? You could pick up injuries with that ball, though injuries are common place in training, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, the way we train, Steve, we get more injuries in training than what we're doing games, so um, it doesn't bother me, it's, it's a part of the game, you know, it, it happens, and if we, if we get injuries, then we just put new players in, and I still expect the same sort of performance, and, you know, so it's, it, it doesn't stress me that. We've probably played a couple of games more than what I would like this year, but that's, that's the way it is, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll deal with it, and I'm excited to be doing that for James Rowe, because he is a special player. He's a player I admire greatly, and you know I'm, I'm glad we've been chosen to play in that game. So, like you say, you're perhaps playing that little bit more, but have you taken into account any location, the fact that you've got the Super League scenario coming up, and also you've got this bit of a game in Australia, although 
I'm sure we'll talk about that later uh, in the month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting. You know, there's no doubt about that. That you know, like you said, the games playing in Australia, travelling. You know, we've been to America. The, the, the knock-on effect of that is that we won the grand final, so things are a little bit different for us, and and we need to embrace that. You know, our, our season started is going to be a little bit disjointed, but. I want to have that. We're having that because we won the grand final. So that, that's a real positive for me. And we can deal with all the, the, the disjointed um, games in at the start of the year. You know, when, when it comes to it, you know, I've got a great staff here who all work really hard and make sure the players are well prepared. We're really going into detail on, on what we need to do regarding sleep and how the players need to be hydrated and everything's been looked into from a scientific point of view. And we make the play, make sure the players travel over there, give the best account of themselves, and then travel back and play Wakefield and make sure that we're good for that game. So, um, you know, it's it, it's exciting, it's exciting. The game changed from when I played. It's a, it's a lot more professional. I was being tactful there. Yeah, Sean. I know, I know. You, I could tell. <laughs> I could tell. Um, so it, it has changed. We're, we're all, you know, it's, it is a lot better for the player. The player looked after a lot more now. So it's. The players here, especially, they appreciate it and they understand that um, they need to give it their all because they're all professional and they expect a, a good performance, not only in training, but in every game they, they put that Wigan jersey on. Wigan coach Sean Wayne. Well, it is understood Wayne will be signing a new contract with the Warriors amid reports he could be interested in heading to the NRL one day. So it's understood a verbal contract has been agreed with Chairman Ian Lenigan. We'll be watching that space. Well, Wigan won't be hanging around here for long after a trip to London tomorrow to face the Scholars and then a trip up the M6 to Cumbria. They'll take on St. Helens in James Roby's testimonial next Friday and then kick off the season against last year's league leaders Huddersfield before heading down under to face New Zealand Warriors and then the World Club Challenge against the Sydney Roosters. It'll be a trip back home for a couple of the new signings. Let's start now with fullback Matty Bowen, who's joined from NRL side North Queensland Cowboys. He'll fill the shoes of Sam Tompkins, who's gone the other way. So how's he settling into life in Wigan? It's been great, man. The club's been great so far. I've been uh, very supported and, um, you know, the trip to Florida uh, we did last last week and it's been good. I think, you know, I got to know the Bulls a bit more and, um, you know, the coaching staff and, and how they way we want to play. So it's been great, mate. Just can't wait for the start of the season. And how did the move come about? When you, I mean, I know it was announced last year, obviously, sort of thing, but obviously you're here in person now. <laughs> it's been good, mate. I think uh, it, 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 you know, it was a tough decision to come here. And um, But, you know, saying that, I think and I always wanted to play in the Super League and, um, you know, what better way to play for the Warriors than, you know, come into Super League and play for the, you know, Wigan Warriors. So... I just kind of wait to put the jersey on and um, you know, hopefully you know, have fun and you know, enjoy my time here and um, you know, uh, you know, do what they did last year. They had a fantastic season last year and now they've got to try and build on that and obviously it's going to start with a little trip back home for you, uh, the World Club. I know, mate. I'm, you know, coming, in, coming to pre-season to meet the boys for the first time, you wouldn't think that they, they won the comp. You know, they won the double last year. They, you know, they ripped in that train and um, you know, put, you know, put it all behind them. So... Um, yeah, and then we're going back to you know play the Roosters next um, obviously next month, and it's going to be a big um, you know big game for us. So I'm sure we'll be up for it. And what are your expectations for this season, at Matty? Well, I just want to come here, you know, obviously play some good footy and um, you know rip in, and I think you know, have an enjoyable season and might, um, you know help the Warriors out you know, wherever I can. It's not just from the NRL that Wigan have been recruiting. They've taken in a number of players from the then-struggling London Broncos while their future was so uncertain. And Tony Club has told Steve that when the interest from Wigan came along, it was too good a move to turn down. It's just such a massive club, such a big, you know, good, big history on them. And, 
you know what they achieved last year. You know it was it was hard to turn them turn them away really. So you know coming from London, you know not you know not going so well, but then coming to a double winning championship team, it's it was an easy decision really. Well, speculating, were there any other signs that came in for you or rumours, so to speak? Yeah, there was a few that I spoke to and, you know, St Helens being another. And um, But Wigan was, a, I thought, that would be the, the perfect team for me. You know, once I spoke to, spoke to Sean Wayne, like his vision, you know, how they run the club and things like that, it was the only you know, team that I wanted to come to was Wigan Warriors. And from your own point of view, you'll have played with some of the side when you went to Australia with the uh, yeah, yeah, England yeah. side a few years ago. Yeah, in 2010, the Four Nations there. I actually roomed with Daz Goulding, so, um, you know, and I played with Lockers and a few others there. But, you know, I know, I know a lot of them from, from playing against them and things like that. But, you know, made it a bit easier with Dan coming up. You know, I knew him really well from London there. So, um, but no, I knew a lot of them from playing and things like that anyway, so it made it a bit easier for me. And is there a position that you're, that you're looking to or as Sean said, we want, I want you to focus on X, Y or Z? Yeah, no, the forwards in general, just, you know, I think I'll, I'll shift a few positions this year, but I'm having a good run out this week against working in the back row, so um, I'm looking forward to that, but he's looking at sort of back row loose and maybe a bit of, you know, front row there, but mate, as long as I'm putting a Wigan jersey on, I couldn't care less. I suppose the scenario is you've got about two or three players going for one position in each position and it's that old thing, isn't it, the chestnut, it's all about competition for places and you've got to step up sort of thing to what you've been doing previously. Yeah, definitely. <coughs> like I said, that's what they demand of you here, you know, is, is perfection and, you know, whether I play in the back row, I've got to play well there. Whether it's the front row, I've got to play well there. So wherever I'm put, it's it's got to be 110% and that's what I'll give for Wigan, you know, it's... It's like I said, it's what they demand, you know. So, um, and if we're going to win four titles potentially, it's you, you've got to do it, otherwise you won't play. And finally, be remiss not to uh, just touch on uh, London Broncos. The future has been secured uh, for twelve months, two years, and hopefully, dependent. We don't know what's going to happen with this dreaded relegation work, but uh, you must be happy that they are they are still in Super League. Yeah, definitely. You know, I sort of always have a bit of a soft spot for London. You know, they, they give me my debut at 17 there and, you know, under Tony Ray. But, you know, it's, it was it was tough to finish on such a sour note. But, you know, I'm glad I'm here at Wigan. But, you know, I hope they go well this year. I know they've brought in some good signings and some good players there. And, like I said, I hope they go well and I hope they carry on in Super League. And I believe, apart from obviously Dan being here, you're a good friend of that uh, bit of a Cockney character over the hill, uh, Louis. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, we, um, we've got on really well. I've, I've seen him a few times since I've been up here. And um, like I said, it'd be good. It'd be good, the big derby matches. Uh, you Could know. be locking arms in two weeks' time. That's it, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I know, he, I know he'll be having a run out, so um, it'd be good. It'd be interesting. We're going to take a short break now on City Talk, but afterwards I'll speak to St Helens chairman Eamon McManus and we'll turn our attention back to Wigan again and chat to Daryl Goulding and Paul Prescott. In touch, City Talk Rugby League Lowdown, City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to In Touch, it's the Wigan Warriors season preview. I'm Lauren Moss. Now, before the break, we heard from Sean Wayne, Matty Bowen and Tony Club, and there's still plenty more from the Cherry and Whites to come. We're now turning our attention to the Super League restructuring after months 
of infighting and several meetings last week, the 14 clubs have finally agreed on the changes that will come in from 2015. They've agreed to cut the top flight down to 12 teams, bring back promotion and relegation, and now this is where it gets a little bit complicated, see Super League and the Championship split into three leagues of eight from 2015. There will be a few more meetings to iron out the finer finer details that surround this and of course the issue over how finances are going to be divided between the leagues. Those decisions still need to go before the RFL panel for approval too. But it does show that all the clubs are on the same page before the start of the season. Saints chairman Eamon McManus has been a big supporter of these changes. We've spoken to him several times on City Talk and uh, he's hailed a new era for Super League this week and I spoke to him about his views. Uh, yeah, my, my views have been very consistent over a prolonged period now that, um, uh, you know, the, the, a number of different options, um, all involving promotion and relegation, were mooted between the clubs really for the last 18 months um, on the basis that an improvement over the, the licensing system was necessary. Um, and uh, this this was agreed by by most as, as the best option. In my view, it's, it's, it's readily the best option uh, and benefits... Everybody who is concerned with the game, uh, first and foremost, the spectators, uh, because they'll see better, more consistent, higher quality, more competitive games every week um, and and see a more meaningful season. Um, Secondly, the sponsors will will definitely find this a compelling spectacle. And that's that's already been proven just in the last day or so with a big new sponsorship announced by the Rugby League, which uh, by Super League, which... I think is a precursor to others to come. Um, certainly the clubs, because I, I really do think that this will improve the finances of the clubs uh, at every level in terms of gate receipts, in terms of sponsorship. Uh, and I can only foresee a more valuable TV deal emanating from it. Uh, and, and last also the players, because you know it's, it's, it's been obvious for the last two or three seasons that you know, too many clubs have financial problems and have either gone into or been on, on, on the edge of administration and players uncertain as to their livelihoods. And I think that will this will absolutely resolve that. So uh, very excited indeed by, by what uh, this prospect will bring in 2015 onwards. How will it help with the, the financial situation? I mean, we're still seeing the situation with London developing and how they're going to be staying in the Super League for, for the forthcoming season and, and bringing players into their team and so on. But when you get this new mm. structure and when it splits into three leagues of eight, I know we're going to have yep. our 12 Super League teams as opposed to 14, so there's more financial yep. share there. But when you say it's going to help the finances for all the clubs, what do you mean by that? Um, well, firstly, into, you know, you, you've got to look at where the, the finances of, of, of clubs derive. Um, firstly, you know, it, it's gate receipts. Um, with this one... Um, to the, and there is the mis- misunderstanding at the moment that there are more games in the season. There won't be actually. What it is is a reallocation of two playoff games to the to the standard league games. Um, and at the moment, clubs don't get gate receipts from playoff games, but do from league games. So we'll benefit immediately from that. Uh, but most importantly, you know, when spectators see because you know it's going down to twelve, therefore, um, in terms of the quality of players per team. Uh, should, as a matter of definition, rise. Um, the fact that you can't coast during the course of a season, and you know, one of the problems at the moment is, you know, even you know St Helens had, a, by their own standards, a disastrous season last year. But you know, it was as long as you get in the top eight and are in the playoffs at the end of the year, um, 
you, you know you're in with a chance. Whereas with this system, really, you've got to accumulate the points from the outset um, and be in the top eight by two thirds the way through the season to be in there. Uh, then the last third of the season, if you get into the top eight, obviously you're, you're playing against the, the other top seven teams, which again, by definition, will mean higher quality games. Um, and you've got those two extra league games as well. So, you know, I, I can see better attendances per game and, and more league games. So the arithmetic is, is pretty compelling. And that will translate into better sponsorship for the clubs. We're already seeing that in terms of inquiries. Uh, and will result in better central sponsorships, which again has already um, been been uh, uh, been happening with the first utility sponsorship and and others to come. But the big one definitely is going to be uh, the TV valuation. And uh, uh, my own view is that this can do nothing but improve that material. And I know there's still some issues to sort of iron out as opposed to how finances will be allocated with the championship clubs and so on, especially when it is yeah. splitting into those 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 three leagues. How will it help the, the championship clubs, that those that, that are doing well and will be um, promoted up into Super League if that does happen? How will it help those those the players that are playing part-time then make the grade yeah, up? Yeah, I think, it, I mean, you, you, you put the, yeah, you're absolutely right there. Um, a lot of this depends on how, how the funds are distributed. I mean, the, the, the first step is to increase the funds and that's why this, this system is being adopted because we firmly believe that you know we're already getting high levels of sponsorship but i think it should also result in a better tv deal so the first step is to increase the total pot uh, that's that's the, the principal aim of this and i have every confidence that that will happen uh, then obviously in terms of distribution to um championship clubs that that will obviously uh have to be improved to make that top four competitive, top four of the championship competitive in the final quarter of the season when they play the bottom four of, of the Super League. Um, but very, very importantly, I think the, 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 big, the big advantage of this is it combines the strengths of the licensing system um, but doesn't load it with automatic relegation and um, automatic relegation and promotion. You, you'll only be promoted if you prove yourself better than a Super League team in the season before you're actually promoted. Uh, too often in the past, with automatic relegation promoted, a club's come up and they're just not capable of competing. Mm. Um, and and, and uh, vice versa, a, a club is relegated uh, and destroyed uh, when it is clearly a better club than the club that's that's actually being promoted. So this system actually resolves that perennial problem that we used to have years gone by um, with a system which will you know, make sure that uh, you know, the, 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 the bottom clubs or the, the bottom four of, of, of Super League really play their best rugby uh, uh, as well towards the end of the season when in the n- normal seasons, you know, this, the seasons are over and done with by then. Um, very much that is not the case. Uh, likewise, um, Super League ceases to be an elite close shop it remains an elite competition and it must because the elite competition in any small sport must lead the way but it's no longer a close shop it is open to uh, championship clubs uh, who make the necessary level of investment and assemble the necessary squad uh, to be able to prove themselves to be of that quality uh, and to gain promotion so everybody wins 
Because like you say, I mean, unless you, you're finishing in the top eight and then you, you could still make it all the way to Old, Old Trafford and, and the grand final, if you're outside of that top eight, it's sort of a, a thing of what is there still to, to play for, if you know what I mean? Obviously, you don't want to be finishing bottom, but this will keep it consistently competitive right down to the uh, end uh, of the uh, season. Absolutely. I mean, normally when you come to kind of round 20, 22, um, in, in seasons gone by, it's, it's been obvious who's going to be in the playoffs uh, and unfortunately obvious who's not going to make it. And so, you know, you've got a third, a quarter of the season left and the lower clubs have got nothing to play for. Um, there's no relegation to avoid. Uh, there's, there's nothing to play for. And, you know, the, the fan base recognises that and it becomes dead rubber games. Um, this will not be the case. You know, the, the season is reunited at that point in time. Um, they'll, they'll obviously be fighting for survival uh, against clubs that are looking to get into into Super League, and, and again, the, the 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 crowds will reflect that. And like you say, I mean, there there is still some way to go with with sorting out even further sponsors after the, the first utility deal, the, the TV rights yep. and the money in that sense. But how important is it with the after the World Cup, the success of the World Cup that we had a few weeks before the start of the season, that this is decided and the infighting is finished now, and there's like a united front now going forward? Because really, if yeah, you haven't well, got that from I'm... the clubs, what are the fans supposed to think? You know. Absolutely, yeah, and the infighting should never have happened in the first place. Um, you know, I, I, I just think it was irresponsible, um, regardless of, of clubs' opinions, to actually um, come out with these criticisms, but without any alternative better scheme, just prior to a World Cup, and as critical negotiations are taking place with, with big new sponsors for the game. Um, you know, if, if there have been weaknesses in the game, those weaknesses have been there for the last 10 years. So why raise it at a time when everything is beginning to move in the right direction? Uh, when we have a new chairman in Brian Barwick, who, in my opinion, is, has identified the weaknesses of the game and is addressing them. When we're launching a World Cup, which puts the, the game on the, on the national and international stage, which we've all been crying out for. Uh, and as... Uh, Sponsors are coming back to the game, so I think the timing of of uh, some of the club's supposed complaints uh, and the substance of it led a lot to be desired. And uh, you know, I'll go on on record as saying those clubs that walked out of uh, a Super League meeting in order to deliberately make it inquirate, uh, it's just not acceptable. You can't run a business and you can't run a game on that basis, and it sets a terrible precedent for the future. And on to a club level from your own perspective now. A couple of weeks, few weeks until that first game. I know we've got James Roby's testimonial, but uh, the season kickoff against uh, Warrington. How are, are things going there ahead of, of the new season to come? You've yeah, made uh, several everybody, everybody, Everybody at the club is very excited. Um, I think we, we, we definitely have a, a stronger squad than we, have, uh, than we had last year and possibly for the last four or five years. Uh, more importantly, I think it's a very exciting squad. Uh, we've got a, an extremely young, fast, talented back line. Uh, we've got a, a new world-class halfback in Luke Walsh. Uh, and we've got a lot of big, aggressive bruises in the pack who's going to charge that ball up, which we've, we've lacked a little in, in previous seasons. But uh, with the recruitment of Mossy Masso and Richard Beaumont, Kyle Amor, uh, those new, young, dynamic, aggressive prop forwards, um, we've, we've, we've got pretty much every corner covered. Um, that said, it's going to be a tough season. There's a lot of strong sides, but I think we're equipped with strength in depth and with talent in the right positions to have 
an entertaining and successful season. And I remember um, during the World Cup, after a first, the first couple of rounds of uh, group games, we spoke to uh, Brian Barwick on In Touch, and we were saying you know, about the negative headlines that were coming out from other media. And after you know the, the meeting, the EGM was cancelled, and some mm. clubs walked out, and so on. From you, I'm getting that you feel very positive. You know, we've actually like turned a corner now, and we could be moving forward into what is going to hopefully be a stronger game, a competitive game, and a strong future to come. And you seem very positive. Uh, I am. I mean, because all the right moves are being made. Uh, as I say, kind of uh, every sport has problems, but our problems are being addressed and have been being addressed really for the last six to nine months. Um, so, you know, the systems that are being put in place, the structures which are being adopted, um, the the value that it's bringing to the game is all positive in the extreme. Like all things, it can only work if people want it to work uh, and don't try and stop it working. Uh, And it would be a shame beyond description um, if people undermined this for the wrong reasons because all the reasons why this is happening are right and everybody will benefit from it. So, yes, I'm very, very positive indeed as to what's happening, um, but it needs other people to be equally positive to make it successful. Thanks, Eamon. Thank you for your time and speaking to us on City Talk. Pleasure as always. Thanks, Lauren. St Helens Chairman Eamon McManus. It's time for another quick break now on City Talk, but afterwards we'll return our attention back to Wigan and hear from Daryl Goulding and Paul Prescott. In touch. In touch. On City Talk 105.9. In Touch, the Rugby League Hour on City Talk 105.9 with myself, Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. And tonight we're continuing our preview of the Northwest Super League sides. And this week it's Wigan Warriors. So it's all changed for last season's Cup double winning champions. Sam Tompkins has gone to New Zealand Warriors. Aside, Wigan will actually play early next month, but we're told Sam won't be involved in that one. Pat Richards, Lee Mossop and Chris Tucson have also gone. And James Greenwood has today confirmed that he is going to London on a season-long loan deal. Today, Wigan... I've also announced that Bellamy Loiki has been released from his contract. He's returning home to New Zealand. It's after a request he's made to leave his contract several times for personal reasons. And a speculation Wigan could be about to let Andy Powell leave after his switch from Union last year. Well, let's catch up with one of the returning faces to the Wigan side now, Daryl Goulding. He missed out on a spot in the World Cup squad, but says he's used that time to get stuck in on a pre-season with Wigan. He's been chatting to Steve. Manning. Yeah, it's been a really good pre-season for us. Probably more intense than, than usual, just with the, the length of time. Like I said, we've had the, a lot of lads playing in the World Cup and that, so coming back late. So uh, been quite a short pre-season, but one we've really enjoyed. So from your own point of view, unfortunately, you weren't in that squad. So when did you start back? Uh, I think it was around November time, really. But uh, it, we eased in a little bit at the November, then it got probably got tough, really tough from December, really there. And uh, like I said, now we've had the World Cup lads back a few weeks now, and we've had the trip to Florida, so. Hopefully most of the hard works out the way. <laughs> so it was hard work in, I'll say it because I know they were listening, so it was hard work in Florida. Oh yeah, it was a really tough uh, tough 10 days there. We had, uh, to be honest, we was meant to have more time off than we ended up having. We ended up training more than we was going to do uh, over there. And uh, like you said, you have, a, you have a little bit of downtime, but yeah, you're that tired most of the time. Most of the lads are in bed as soon as the training finishes. Well, I believe you, and I'm sure our listeners will, but we'll not go down there. But <laughs> again, obviously, the beauty of it is with having the guys back from the World Cup and obviously... The new sign is Matty Bourne and again Eddie Pettibone from the uh, World Cup squad. It, is it essential then that, that you gelled in Florida together? 
yeah, I think it's a, a massive thing, like you said. The, you, you, especially this year for us, probably like you said, we've lost we've lost quite a few players and brought a few players in for change, and I think that the trip to Florida really plays a massive part of that because, like you said, you can spend training together, but then players are going to get a little bit, but you go away to your families and things like that, where Florida you're with each other 24-7 for 10 days and, and you really get to know people. And um, I think, like you said, the, the new players who's come in have integrated really well and uh, like they've been in years now. Obviously, there's a couple of friendlies coming up. Uh, there's a game at Workington and then you've got this friendly call, Wigan. I know it's a friendly, but it's difficult to call that a friendly and, <laughs> because I know there's going to be a good squad going out for that from Wigan, aren't there? Yeah, I think uh, this weekend, like I said, with the London Scholars and the Workington game, I think we're going to send out quite a lot of players this weekend. I think uh, probably just not the internationals, they're probably the only ones rested. I think everyone else will play this weekend, some part anyway. Uh, not sure, obviously, finalising teams yet, but like I said, I imagine everyone will get a game this weekend. And then again, it's uh, after that game, and it's uh, straight into Super League before you uh, hopefully get on the big bird and uh, bring that World Club back. Yeah, obviously, I think uh, this preseason there's been a lot of talk about this Roosters game in Australia. I think all the fans are ready for it. I think everyone, fans of Rugby League in general, are, are excited by the thought of a team from England going over there and playing the World Cup Challenge. And, uh, it's obviously a massive asterisk to go and play in the great team, but it's uh, something we're really looking forward to. And then the season really starts full on then. I mean, so it'll have already started full on, but then. How does it work for yourself? Because it is a long season. You know, we talk about October again, and it's going to be full on, isn't it? Yeah, it's. Uh, it's like I said it's tough as we've got. Like I said, Huddersfield and then the Roosters, and like you said, there's no real, no real down games. You get a lot of good teams. Like we'll have the likes of Warrington, Leeds again, and Saints. Like you said, it's all the way to October. Try and get through that, and we managed last year. It worked well for us. We, we managed to peak really at the times where we needed to with the big games, and uh, it's an odd formula, and that's down to the coaching staff that it worked so well last year, really. But it's. Uh, I think now again we've having won the double last year. There's more expectation, and I think we'll we'll be wanting to add the league leaders to that as well. And just finally, he's brought another centre in. Hasn't he? Don Sa- Dan Sargeson. I mean, he's a utility player, but uh, I believe he's being focused on playing at centre. So that competition for spots was d- yourself and Ian, and you've got now uh, Dan with Anthony Gelling. Like as it were, try and push your own you out of the road. <laughs> no, I think it's a it's, it's a good thing. We've got a few players this year for positions, and I think. Uh, They'll be, they'll, all be, they'll all be vying for them places. Look, looks at Dan had a great game at weekend against Lee, and uh, he'll be pushing for a spot come the start of the season for, for one of the centre spots. And it's uh, it's about everyone playing every week. And it, like I said, it's getting the best at the team. And we've got a lot of young kids who push in. Like I said, Matty Bowen. And I forgot all like, the youngest coming through for this 19s last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, you've got like the likes of Matty Bowen's going to be pushed by Rocky Hampshire this year, and the halves, Matty Smith and Blake Green have probably got Sam Powell and George Williams behind mm. them. It's, it's a, it's a good thing for the club that's going in the right direction and all these players who you, you're talking about are all young lads so it's it bodes well for the future. Really. Daryl Goulding there. Well, we're going to heading up to Workington on Sunday. That's after tomorrow's trip to London, that is. It's Paul Prescott's testimonial this weekend. Now, Paul played for Wigan for 10 years and he's been part of the club since he was five. But in July, he was forced to make a decision that would change his life forever. After five years of struggling with a back injury, he was advised to stop playing for good and Paul announced his retirement last summer at the age of 27. He's been awarded a 12-month testimonial by Wigan, though, and this Sunday Warriors will play Workington in a special match in his honour. I spoke to Paul earlier and he told me it'll be an emotional afternoon. It's a, it's a massive honour to be granted a testimonial, uh, particularly to do it with my hometown club, which is Wigan, and obviously a top, top five that Wigan is. Uh, to play 10 seasons um, for this particular club is something that's filled me with a lot of pride. Um, and yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a special day on Sunday at the game. Um, emotional, um, probably for myself and for my family. It would have been very nice to have been involved in a playing capacity. 
unfortunately down to the injury we can't do that but nevertheless it'll be um it should be a very special day and one I'm really looking forward to and I know it's going to be a good chance for for Sean Wayne to get another chance to to see or you know how the team's knitting together and the new signs and so on especially with the, the trip to London tomorrow but who else uh, can we uh, hope to see playing on Sunday any familiar faces returning obviously you just said yourself won't be taking part at all but anyone else yeah, well, as you say, it's, this is a massively important part of um, Sean's preparations for, for the start of the season, and in particular the World Club Challenge, which is on the horizon for the club, a massive game. One that, having played in one myself, I know how important it is and how special it is for a player. So, no, it, it's a big part of it, and the squad that he's going to play is going to reflect that. It's You're going to see the likes of Matty Smith and Blake Green and Daryl Goulding and Ian Thornley and Scott Taylor and... Um, the likes of which all featured, obviously, um, importantly in the grand final successes and Challenge Cup successes last year. Plus, obviously, we've got our new signings who, who should be on shore. Um, we've got the likes of Tony Club and Dan Sargentson and John Bateman and Eddie Pettibone. And it's um, it's going to be, again, that the Wigan team have prepared uh, really well for. They've just got back from the um, the camp in Florida. And for a lot of these guys, it's going to be their first first chance to impress Sean this year and obviously stake a claim for that um, starting spot in Sydney, ultimately. Um, so, so now everyone's, everyone's really geared up for it and, and everyone's taking the game very seriously, as you can imagine. And you mentioned quite a few of those new signings there. I mean, what have you sort of made of them? I'm assuming you've sort of been hanging around and you've been meeting the boys and so on. I mean, what, well, how do you think they're going to be settling in? Yeah, they've all settled in extremely well, um, as well as as well as I've known players to settle at a club. Um, I think that that helps to, coming into a club that has been successful last year. That always helps people settle in because it's a winning environment, and uh, people you know want to be involved in winning environments. So that definitely helps people to settle in quickly. Um, in particular, Eddie and and Matty Bowen um, have settled in very well. Obviously, both of those two players have spent their entire careers in the NRL, so. It is it is different for them coming to a different country, a different competition, and a different culture. And um, they've they've really taken to to the town and to the team uh, very well. And I'm sure that we're going to see some exciting performances from both those two players this year. And what about um, for your own perspective as well? I mean, when it was announced last last year that you were going to have to retire, I mean that I mean. I know eventually a player always knows that that one day that will happen, but I mean it's always very difficult, I would imagine. And I mean, how how has it been for you, and what have you been up to since then? Yeah, yeah, it's it's the the, the kind of the point where every professional athlete dreads the end of your career, and it's it's a scary time. Um, I've, for me, it was obviously disappointing even more because of the injury that that meant they had to retire. Um, but in saying that, the the fact that I had things in place, um, i.e. education, degrees, etc., that have met, meant that that process has been a little bit easier for myself. So um, with that, in saying that, that, I'm a big advocate of education and supporting athletes while they're still playing, you know, and uh, encouraging them to do things outside of their particular sport. It's something that I do. I do champion quite a bit, and I think it's a, a very important message, you know, it's in particular even to use my career as an example, um, you know, about injuries can happen and people can have to retire earlier than, than expected. And it's important that people have things in place. So, so as, as disappointing as it was, um, I think hopefully there's a positive message to come out there to encourage people. 
and it is your testimonial year so I'm assuming you've got quite a few events lined up with the club as well but you mentioned your, your degree then in education and so on what's going to be like the next step for you away from the, the playing career now then? Uh, I'm still involved with the uh, with the club uh, on, a, on a daily basis uh, I'm also involved in a few different uh, projects um, with the uh, the chairman of Wigan Warriors we're, we're doing a few things there so um it's 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 very exciting. There's there's an education company that I'm involved with in particular, um, which so obviously it is close to to my heart. That they kind of educating and educating sports people in particular. So um, there's a lot of stuff there that I'm that I'm involved with that I'm I'm I am really enjoying it, um, and you know that's definitely made it easier to move away from playing. Is firstly to stay involved with the club in in the capacity that I am, and also secondly. And to move into something that, that I find very interesting and, and very very challenging also. Oh, absolutely. You've been at Wigan since you were a very small lad, haven't you? So, I mean, would it be, could you even pick some of your favourite memories from there or the, the memories that you're going to take with you? There's like the Challenge Cup, the Grand Finals, Old Trafford, that sort of thing. If you were to pick a couple, what would they be? Uh, well, obviously there has been many, as you say, but to narrow it down to two, I'd have to say the um, the game that I made my debut in, um, obviously, it was a culmination of many years hard work and hoping to get that opportunity, and it was a very proud day for, for myself and for, for my family. But the other one I'd say would be the grand final victory in 2010. Um, that that victory came off the back of probably five or six uh, disappointing semi-final performances from from the team, and a lot of people who'd wrote wrote the squad of players off and, and the club club off also. So. For us to finally get over the line in the grand final in 2010, it was um, it was very satisfying uh, from a players' point of view, and it was a, it was a great special group of players that, that we did it with that year. So, um, if if I had to pick two, those those two would would probably be the standout moments of of my career. And finally, what can Wigan achieve this season when you've done the cup double? I know, obviously, didn't finish top uh, with you know consistency. That's something Sean Wayne said about this week. Uh, but what can they achieve this season when you when you've done it all? What what's next? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, like you say, if you speak to Sean, he um, ever ever wanting to push people on and improve, and which obviously is a fantastic quality to have as a coach. Um, he he wants us to to finish top of the top of the league after the weekly rounds, which we didn't do last year. He wants to finish the season in better form, which even though we won the grand final, we didn't do. We did seven of the nine games last year uh, were, were losses towards the back end, obviously. Um, but obviously the World Club Challenge is a big a big one for us as well. The, the amount of disruption that that can cause to a season, uh, especially going over to Australia, is a challenge for the players to overcome and the staff, but I'm not touch with the, the more than up to it and I'm fully expecting a, a Wigan victory in uh, in February and hopefully we'll get that. Thanks, Paul. Well, best of luck for the future and thank you very much for speaking to us on In Touch. Yeah, thank you very much. Paul Prescott there ahead of his testimonial against Workington on Sunday. And finally now, before we finish tonight, some Super League general news now. The Magic Weekend fixtures have been announced for May at Manchester's Etihad Stadium. And actually, they're the same as 2013's one, the highlight of day one on the 17th of May. Wigan will face Leeds. That takes place after the Hull derby. And before that, Widnes face Salford. And then on Sunday, St Helens take on Warrington and Huddersfield have an all-West Yorkshire clash with Bradford. 
Well, that's all we've got time for tonight on In Touch. Don't forget, if you missed any of the show, it will be available to listen to again on citytalk.fm on the podcast tomorrow, or you can download it from iTunes. And In Touch returns for good on the 6th of February as we kick off Super League 2014. Thanks for your company tonight. This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9.